Geim, a massive city-state built into the walls of a cavern some 1,500 feet deep. We begin tonight's adventure on the 10th tier, the topmost tier of this city-state. Large pendants the size of city blocks hang suspended from the cavern ceiling above by massive steel cables. Between these pendants stretch large aqueduct-like bridges supported by arches that stretch the whole way down to the base of the cavern. 100 feet below, the ninth tier of Gaim weaves between these arches with bridges and hanging pendants of its own. The cavern is dimly lit by ambient sunlight reflecting off the rock walls with small pockets of bright light where focused beams enter the city through skylights dug into the mountain above. We zoom in now to the east side of this suspended network of pendants and bridges, just beyond the stacks, where the smith's forges burn year-round, where the smell of ash lingers in the air, where the occasional gout of fire rushes out of a blacksmith's shop as they pump the bellows, and where the smog hangs thickly in the air because there's not very good ventilation because you're in a cavern inside of a mountain. <laughs> We pass the stacks and we find ourselves not at prime real estate, not really even at real estate, but at a smaller pendant called Malarkey Circle. And within Malarkey Circle, we find the headquarters of that storied company, Four Guys Ventures and Vibes. You, my intrepid adventurers and proprietors of Four Guys Ventures and Vibes, you have three objectives right now. You need to get Laredith, the wounded avatar of Awara, down 1,500 feet of city cavern and into the safekeeping of Salen, the Queen of Gaim. You need to get Savage Tempest, a gun for hire currently carrying a message of utmost importance from yourselves to the King of Udril, out of Gaim safely. Both of these first two goals have similar obstacles. Here, on the 10th and highest tier of the city, a gang war is ravaging the landscape. It will be unsafe to move Laredith, who is still weak enough that death is a genuine possibility in a fight, until you've cleared out the gangs. And it will be equally challenging for Savage to sneak past the gangs on his way out of the city because he doesn't know the layout. But you have a third goal as well. You also need to get the entire Four Guys Ventures and Vibes headquarters moved somewhere to safety, because when Jebediah Peppermint fell under the enslavement of the Aboleths, they will have learned your operating address. You don't know how long it will take for them to retaliate, but you're confident that it's just a matter of time. The obstacle to this is that, apparently, yeah, the mic in it is running a pretty successful racket here in Gaim. In addition to the returns from a few smaller dungeon crawls, the team have apparently recovered a bean so flavorful it's being called magic, and these burritos are a big hit on the lower tiers. Not trusting the banks here on the upper tier, where the city watch themselves are fairly corrupt and easily bribed, Yeah has installed a vault in the company office and has been keeping your profits, as well as any cool loot items that the company recovers, in that vault. That means that moving it will be highly visible, and gangs aside, pretty much any peasant living up here on the poorest tier of the city would be liable to try and get their hands on it as soon as they see you moving it. It'll need to be moved quickly, quietly, and efficiently. And with all this in mind, we now join our adventurers in the furnitureless, dirty-floored lobby of Four Guys Adventures and Vibes, where they're trying to figure out just how to accomplish all these things. Uh, and also, I know we just discussed, um, as a group, all of us in this room just now discussed the three objectives that we have. Another fourth smaller objective would be to go to Scale and Sons and send letters to warn also Elaine Mollusk, Shale, Willow, and I guess Volgar? Someone wrote Volgar here? I don't even... Oh, the dragon guy. Okay, yes, I remember Volgar. Um, how are we going to do this? 
had our work cut out for us, that's for sure, guys. Have we have we talked about what is our best way to transport this? And then Alan's gonna point at the vault. Or well, I guess if we're still is... inside the vault, he's gonna like Wait, are we the... I thought we are we in the vault right now? Lobby. We ended last session inside the vault. We oh, can okay. be outside the vault now. I just moved this conversation to the oh, lobby. Yeah, okay. How much is in the vault again? A uh, bunch of money and some cool loot items that have been recovered from dungeons, as well as there are the three coins of delving that you sent back okay. with the Dragonel. Remember, you, yeah. you have most of those magic items sold, but the coins of delving were kept. Okay. Um, there's also in a, like a small glass plaque, there's a, uh, like kind of like you would do a first edition comic. There's a book called a thousand and one ways <laughs> to make beans. Taste <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I guess which one do we want to handle first? Well, the, the thought I guess would be that best strategy in my opinion would be to kind of try to do a lot of it at once as in we all we all start moving asap um, like i don't i'm not sure do like, we want to like, move the base outside of gaim or to just a safer different tier outside of gaim mm-hmm. do we know where we want to move it? that is a good question well i think first things first y'all don't trust the the forces here at gaim well uh, as i'm 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 sure yeah from yeah's experience and what we've experienced um, could could uh, assure the forces that will be coming after the four guys adventures and vibes uh, base here will be immense and not just immense in power but also immense in um, intelligence intelligence yes and I just know that well like, I, I feel very strongly that whether if the if the base remains here at Gaim it will not be safe all right I believe it is worth considering that if we move to a place outside of Gaim, we will need a new charter or writ of business. Mm. Here in Gaim, we were able to get permission when Zothkug um, had the the princess, um, Caitlin, uh, yes, the so. daughter of Salen, give us permission. I wonder who, I wonder where Zothkug is now. <laughs> yes, I remember we, we, we talked about that um previously but that that aside wait, 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 um, wait, 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 i i helped with I, again i don't know who the zothkug guy is but i i know caitlin all right listen guys we're getting really distracted all right i i think no matter what we decide about our base the few things we can sort out right now and need to be sorted out with the utmost importance and timing is sending out warnings yes i believe that's true each second we burn here is is a second that perhaps we could have bought somebody in and preparing and i and i think while moving our base is a huge effort we have the time since we're here to deal with it but we need to send out those warnings now we need to get savage on his way um and and we need we need to figure this out i i think here is here is an option i believe I believe that we could first prioritize um, getting to the Queen of Gaim and transporting Laredith there. From there, we can ask for the Queen's assistance when it comes to relocating our base. If she understands the the importance of our operations and our task, I believe that she will aid us in in some way with these things. Um, And also, perhaps she could provide us with safe passage out of the city 
um, getting Savage out of the city as well as um, us, you know, as far as moving on our way for the for the next step, if that makes sense. And as far as getting the other messages to Scale and Sons, I believe that should either be taken care of now or even simultaneously to getting to the queen or um, just immediately afterwards on our way out. I'm not, I don't know if at what point that matters. But. What if we could, what if we, what if you could secure maybe a, a better establishment a couple, a couple tiers down? Um, the, the armies here are quite formidable and the mountain not, is very defensible. And that's not the problem. The problem is they can control people's minds and, well, especially for common folk, it's not <clears throat> too hard for them. I think, I think we might actually, I think we can work it out. If you think about it, maybe, maybe we can work under a shell or something. Um, maybe keep this address here as a decoy mm. and move all the valuables and the main headquarters somewhere else at a lower tier, perhaps under a different business name, maybe we can work with the princess on this one? Yeah, I believe that working with the princess or the queen on workshopping that idea works really well, but I do like the thought process there. Are you suggesting that we would lay an ambush here? Like, keep this premises in order to draw them out? I think that could be Or at least know who's, like, what specific forces are coming after us. I think you're onto something, yeah. I think it would give us at least information on what they're sending and what they're expecting. You've you've also been here a while. Do you know of like a way to communicate with the royal family like officially? Do you know that process? We would need to go to our politico and start an appeal, but the politico here is very corrupt. So I think we would be more likely to succeed if we went either down one tier to the ninth tier and appealed to that politico or journeyed ourselves down to the clockwork tier and approached the castle ourselves and sought an audience in person. I think it I, be, I believe. Sorry, go ahead, Fox. Sorry. I was thinking it would be easier if we had uh, Soth with us because he, he knew the princess and when I was, both me and Zoth snuck into that dinner party back in Tumbleweb. Yeah, I remember that. I did that. I don't know who this Zoth guy you keep talking I about, but I was, I was there you with you. Being there. It was just me we, and Zoth. We, we wrote a poem together. Yeah, no. Uh, the Zoth was with me when in that. He was wearing this I had a very fancy, nice hat. You know, hat. and It's in the carriage. It's in the cypher truck. Which we don't have. Yeah, we did leave that. In any case, I believe <laughs> Alice trying to like, all right, plan of action, next thing. Uh, I believe that the next logical step is to, for all of us, or at least most of us, to, to transport Laredeth to the Queen. From there, I believe that our other problems, such as guiding Savage, you know, I'll kind of look at Savage, like getting Savage, out of here towards Udral, and um, sending other messages and relocating the base, I believe that the queen will be able to help us in different ways with that. The queen or the princess, if um, uh, Big Guy actually does know the princess. 
Does that make sense? It does not make much sense to me from a logical standpoint to bring Savage the whole way down 10 tiers of city if the exit is on this level. Oh, well, is there an easy I guess way that to is get true. him off of this level? Well, he would need to leave the way you came in. Oh, well, that's not... We did go through that's not another terribly gang's difficult. territory. The challenge would just be crossing across the this tier and getting back to the, the gatehouse exit through gang territory. Well... I think maybe if that's the first leg of our journey and then our and then the rest of our journey is downward, I don't see why. They seem to fear fear you and your gang, yeah, so... There's one thing I'd like to request, though, and Savage is kind of going to, like, nod forward a little bit. Um, I seem to have lost one of my short swords, so I would be deeply grateful if I could get a replacement for that from you guys. I thought you were going to use all your bats. <laughs> Well, is what I'm hoping is to give you all these in order to maybe, in, in payment, to maybe make me one. Slash, there's also another request I have as well. Um, and then he's going to pull out his rifle uh, and unfold it and kind of put it on the table. What I'm looking for is a sort of extra cylinder type object that'll fit on the end of my rifle here. That'll somewhat suppress the sound. Is that something that you guys could make for me? Hey, uh, hey, boss. Didn't, uh, didn't one of your other guys have something like that? I believe Randy could put something like that together. Let's see if he's working today. And yes, stands up and kind of like pitter patters away down the hallway to one of the doors, which are, they're like normal creature sized doors. He gets to one of the doors and he knocks on it very gently. He goes, Mig, Mig. While that's happening and he's talking to Mig, um, you can continue your your conversation mm -hmm. if you need to. Yeah. Are the department heads here? Yes. Okay. With these items, this would also make it easier for me to cross back into dangerous territory in order to get out of here, especially I, being able to work silently. Yes, that, I don't that have makes a, a lot short of sense. Sword, but I have a mace I could give you. As like as he looks at the pile of all the clubs and maces he just sold. <laughs> <laughs> Sure. <laughs> I'll take uh, the mace. Takes, I'm going to take the mace from Big Guy if he's actually offering it. Yeah, he'll pull out the mace he never uses. At the end of the, the hall, the door closest to where, yeah, the Mike and its vault offices, the next door down, swings open and out steps a guy who, even in the darkness of Gaim, has a pair of sunglasses on. He's got on like a, it's not a tailored suit, but it's like a nice blazer over like, you know, a, a dress shirt. Um, he walks forward and he goes, somebody asking for some modifications to a weapon. And I'm gonna stand forward, raise my hand, and Savage is gonna hand the weapon. He reaches out and takes it and holds it up and he goes, this is, uh, this is all right. What do you need done to it? He's kind of flipping it over in his hands, taking taking a look at it. I want to make it silent. Yeah, I bet we can do that for you. I bet we can make an attachment that goes right here on the end. We just need to suppress the sound coming out of it. 
Now, if it's going to originate down here, the sound waves are going to move in this kind of direction, which would be kind of like an omnidirectional. And Laredith sitting behind you goes, yeah, but if we could move that into like a cardioid pattern, and she just stands up and walks over and kind of enters the intellectual conversation, and they walk away with your gun down the hall, like not even talking to you. Like they just ignore you and kind of walk away down the hall with your weapon talking to each other. So I'm pretty not sure that if we awkwardly. put some kind of outer casing here in ceramic around the outside, we could direct some of the light that would emit from the explosion inwards. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good idea. And and then if we did that, we could add on here a couple of spirals inside to add some velocity. And they've like stepped back in the office door. Chink, swings shut behind them. Well, uh, Alan looks at the office well. door longingly and proudly at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to kind of shrug my shoulders. Or Savage is going to shrug his shoulders and just take a seat back down and kind of look back at the squad here. This should not take too long, Savage. I am confident that we will have a solution for if your that's problem. the case, um... Perhaps one of us should leave now to the Scalen Sons at the very least. I, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, that way we can take care of most of our messages, our warning messages that need to happen. I will need to send some missives to people who are in Gaim to begin coordinating the headquarters move. Um, so how about, Radford, would you be willing to travel with them and help them navigate their way around? Sure thing, boss. Very good. And yeah, turns away and, and walks back towards his office as he does a couple rats skitter across the floor. Oh. <laughs> so we're all we're all going to scale and sons? Um actually I feel like while my while my weapon's being worked on, I can still like obviously be of service to you guys. I only have um, one short sword and a mace to work with, but until my weapon is finished, I can work with you guys. I'm gonna grab Alan by the shoulder. Um uh, Hey, uh, actually, I was thinking maybe um, we split up and, you know, get things done better. Maybe you guys can figure out how to get access to audience with the princess yeah. or queen. And uh, I, I can take care of the letters. I mean, Scale and Sun shouldn't be a dangerous journey. Right, Radford? Oh, no, it's bad. You're going to have to go through a couple <laughs> gang territories. And you want to know which way to stay out of, but... Um, you could draw him a map. Ooh, I think that would be a good idea. Then, yeah. And I just grab a piece of paper and <laughs> okay, let's go over here. And, so you're gonna want to go out through the stacks and uh, in the flush, and then. Oh, um, okay. Okay. Well, uh, so you could Wait, go what's if, that you, if you go this way, you'll head through Crystal Alley, which is where you guys oh. bumped into those guys before. Um, so either you're gonna go through there to the Great Hall. And take the reticulator down, or, uh -huh. or, you go out through the stacks and take a right. Then you're going to circle around through the residential area. You might still run into red vipers, maybe. But then you could take the. Do you draw all your uh, maps like this? Hmm? Do you draw all your maps like this? Uh huh. What am I looking at? And Cause... Radford looks down and realizes that he's been like writing the names of stuff in Draconic. Oh, you can't read? Hmm. Oh, that's interesting. I, I can I can translate. Um. So anyway, if you go over here, you can take down one of the spiral staircases. That's what I was going to say. And then oh. Scale and Sons is... How far is Scale and Sons down? Is it on, like, the ninth tier, or is it a little further below than that? Uh, Scale and Sons is on the tenth tier. It's in Chap's Cluster. Completely disregard everything I said. <laughs> <laughs> So, yes. So, like I said, if you go down the spiral staircase to the ninth tier, 
go all the way across and take the verticulator up to the Great Hall. Then you can take that to Chaps Clusters. That'll circumvent both the Dead Eyes and the Red Viper territory. And you should be good. Oh, okay. Um, I'll, I'll try to remember that. The way that he is presenting would probably take you a full day to traverse with, like, two good legs. <laughs> why, why do you have to specify that? <laughs> is there uh, a shorter route? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Straight through Crystal Alley. <laughs> do they uh, have any uniforms in Crystal Alley? No, they're just a bunch of punks. Hmm. <laughs> I think I can deal with a bunch of punks. I mean, if you if you could if you could pass yourself off as a as a a punk or a a punk with a smoky foot, I'm gonna <laughs> um yeah. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and switch my clothes to rags and whatnot. <laughs> no, no, don't do that. Don't no? do that. No, 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 no. No, you need to li- at least look your best. Like if they're gonna be rags, they need to be good rags. I'm gonna switch it to like a very basic but well maintained tunic and shirt, and and just <laughs> how, how's how's this? Is this? I'm just trying yeah, to. Yeah, that's good. That's. I mean, it can be basic. I mean, you want it to be a good quality. Imagine. Oh, okay, imagine okay. if you spend all your money on a really nice something, but it was the only something you could wear. So you just had to like keep it up. Oh, okay. And you kept so maybe it up. A, a bit more like this, and I, I just switched to like a just a very plain but nice yellow shirt. And 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 some and some pants, and sure. and uh, okay, okay, okay. I so. And speaking of which, uh, you're gonna have to cover up that uh, magnificent figure of yours. And he points over to Alan. <laughs> that's uh, that's not gonna fly in this town. Uh, even at the at the lower tiers. Especially at the lower <laughs> tiers, things get nicer <laughs> the further you go down. Hmm. Alan's gonna like you know what they say. Around. They say poo flows downstream. It kind of flows upstream here. I I don't know if I've heard that. Any anyway, um. Well, do you have? And Alan's gonna like look around to see if there's any like locker room or some I don't know any like robes he could put on. Anything. You are in a you are in a furnitureless office yep. or lobby area at the front. There are four offices belonging to each of your four employees who probably don't keep their clothes here at the office. That would make sense. And then sense. there's the vault at the end of the way. So no, there there aren't. There's nothing that you are not carrying on you. I guess we're going oh, shopping. I can. Alan does have Alan does have common clothes like in his pack that he just chooses not to wear. I think you also have like a beat up and bloodied private security goons uniform. Oh, that's you? true. What, I don't know which of those is worse. I was going to say here, I, I I don't know if that would be helpful. And beat up and bloodied, oh, especially. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll I'll go I'll go with these, and Alan will kind of like slip on just like a, like a plain like tan like shirt, like kind of tunic and and pants. And he still has his, his tool belt and glasses on, like over over top this stuff. But it's it's better than skin. It's Alan's gonna kind of like it's it's kind of I know I know and and Radford kind of like tugs at his like flowy shirt. He's like. I don't, I don't like it either. I normally just go with the pants, but they were all <laughs> like, yeah, it's a big to do. Well, do we need, 
if we're seeking audience with the 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 royal family, aren't we going to need like really nice clothes? Man, I hope not. I I, I do believe having Laredith. Well, and then Alan's going to like kind of nod his head over to where Laredith is in that office. I I, I think that having Laredith with us will be enough. Um. Well, we want to travel. Sorry, travel with her in secret. Uh, or at least keep her identity secret yes, until we... up, up until we get there. I agree. Yeah. Um, but speaking of which, uh, in that case, if Fox is um, headed out to Scale and Sons, and if he's confident that that's something he he wants to to do alone, I think, and Alan's going to like turn towards Radford again. I, I I think it might be best for us to go through what might be in wait for us as we get through the lower tiers uh-huh. um, to get to the royal family. Before I I go, Alan. Um... I'm just going to walk up to Alan real quick and kind of like whisper in his ear. Um, I'm probably going to stick around here and uh, with yeah for a bit. Hmm. Um, I don't think I'm really uh, a lot of help to you guys right now as I am. And it's I think it's going to take me longer than I thought to get used to. Well. Walking on shadows. Oh, look at me. It's not my fault. <laughs> no, of course. It's it's not your fault, Shadow Walker. Alan's going to put a hand on, on Fox's back and look at him in the eyes and, and just say, you're more help than you know, but I understand. And Alan's going to like kind of pat him on the back and say, take the time you need. Thank you for understanding. Um, I will uh, see you guys if you uh, return back here. Hopefully I'll get here back first. See how long it takes. And on that... Uh, wait, so so are you planning to deliver the letters now and then wait here, or are you... I'm planning like, on delivering wait, I, the letters now and then come back and... Okay, cool. Yeah. And by the time he comes back, we're probably escorting Savage to the exit and then heading downward. Yeah, that was my next right. question. Did you want me to... Yeah, because I was like, I'll well, go with Fox. Yeah, just possible. as you're having this conversation... Yeah, just as you're having this conversation, the door to Randy's office, like, open. It, it's not like a quiet open. It's like someone has kicked it open, <laughs> like the Emperor's New Groove. Like, boom, baby! And you look over, and Randy is standing there holding your rifle in his hands. There's this really oh, weird-looking canister at the end of it made out of some kind of ceramic material that you don't totally recognize. But he holds it up, and he goes, check this out! And he spins the whole thing over his arm so it un, like unlatches and latches itself back together. And then he dry-fires it into the ground, and it makes nearly no noise. <laughs> Mechanically speaking, and then all of a sudden, the GM just sort of appears holographically in front of him. The way that this works is when you affix the suppressor, you'll roll a stealth check with advantage, and that'll determine the perception check required for someone else to figure out what you know whether they hear it or, or see the muzzle flash when the when the weapon is fired. And that's the way it'll work. And then there's like a weird sort of glitch, and you forget that that happened, like that you saw it, but you remember that that's the rules. And then uh, Randy like. Yeah, I'm awesome. And he walks up and like hands it back to you. Indeed, you are, Randy, and grabs it yeah, with like much excitement. Like you've never, you guys have never seen Savage with much ever like this excited. <laughs> Alan's gonna look at Randy and and say, I, I I believe we have some catching up to do at some point. I want to see what else you've been working on. Yeah, I've mostly been doing awesome things over here. Sounds like you guys have been getting beat up and you know having to run for your lives and stuff. I pretty much haven't had any else. <laughs> So, uh, you know, 
<laughs> and then Alan's gonna shake his head and remember why he left Randy here and he's out <laughs> doing things. <laughs> um, well, in that case, I think we're all we're all setting off now. If, How are we dividing the groups here? How are we splitting them up? Well, whatever makes the most sense. I know that the end goal of me, Radford, uh, big guy, and um, and at Laredeth is to get to the royal family. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say I could go with like Savage is just gonna go up to Fox and ask him, "Let me lend you a hand." No ifs, ands, or buts. Well, I guess. And then. We might be able to get you at least closer to the exit. If you find a good opening, we can take it now instead of later, but we'll see. And then it looks like those two are are headed out. Savage to the exit and Fox to Scale and Sons. There you go. So then this would be my goodbye. Uh, Oh, hey, before you go. And Radford, like reaches it like pulls his little bedroll off and like reaches his hand down into the into the rolled up folds of it pulls out a little pouch and he kind of turns around you can't see inside of it he opens it up and reaches in pulls out a bunch of brownies and he hands it <laughs> hands one here here you for the road for you fox and for you uh what was your name again sabby sabab savage savage there you go here's one for you that's it Oh, thank you. Um, Don't eat it all in one place. It's okay. You can eat it all in one place. I'm going to look at <laughs> Alan with eyes of like, should I trust eating this? Alan's going to give him like a like a head shake, like a shrug, like I have no idea. <laughs> um, uh, Alan is going to, though, before Savage leaves, you know, go up to him, shake hands or put out a hand to, to shake hands and just say, um, thank you so much for everything you did back at the base and and what you're about to do let us know if we can do anything and let us know when you make it there safe and i get the feeling we'll see each other again of course thank you for teaching me to be part of a team i've been working by myself for so long um and again i am sorry about your friend jeb i I do hope that things look up for him and your crew here i i greatly appreciate that we're Alan's going to kind of look back and take in the scene of everybody, this kind of ragtag group, and just say, we're, I, sometimes, I don't know if I would call us a team, but we're definitely a family, and he'll turn back and shake Savage's hand. Mm-hmm. I'm going to walk over to Big Guy. I didn't know you for very long, but we got close, and I'm glad you were here. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. I am well. glad, <laughs> glad to, to make your acquaintance. Um, I, I wish you a safe journey, and I hope to see you again. It's a shame we missed uh, well. Miss Soth as well, somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, I would love to say goodbye to him. Could someone tell me who this guy is? He was he was a guy that was here before you, and then you were here. I I don't know much else. He, more I than mean, that. he helped found this company. That's, I mean, that's he true. Was the fourth guy. <laughs> Zoth was here yeah. when I first ran into you guys, and then after a while, I, you were here. I'm the fourth guy. I helped you guys found the company. Nah, you can't be the fourth guy. The Zothkug's the fourth guy. Everybody knows that. Yeah, there's th- look, he's he's right here on the wall. And all of a sudden where Randy points, the plot materializes a small plaque that has the names of Alan and Fox <laughs> and, and Zothkug's name is right there embossed. Is he right there? That does seem like hard proof. Yeah. 
anyway, in a literal sense. Anyway, not to distract from from Savage's emotional goodbye. I, that's I, oh yeah, not right. Yeah, no, sorry. Anyway, yeah, I want to look over at Fox and shall we? Hey, yeah, we got plenty of time to say goodbye on the road. And you know what that means? It means that it's story time at the Wing Venture Tavern, and we're gonna be right back. Oh, yeah! It only took thirty-seven minutes. Let's go. Let's go. Pew pew pew. Sinir. Gontos. Kotix, Awara. Long ago, the four ancients created a world in harmony. Then, everything changed when the chat ebbed magic. Only Kelnor, master of good vibes, could stop them. But when the world needed him most, he vanished. Two years have passed, and four adventurers have discovered a conspiracy, a company selling magic. And although their roleplay is great, they have a lot of XP to earn before they're ready to save anyone. But I believe they can save the world. Let's meet our players for the evening. Oh, it's me? You're always first. You're on the top left. <laughs> I wasn't here last time. I don't know how this works. <laughs> hey, I'm Wash. I play Radford, the white dragonborn, class unknown. And, I know what uh, class he is. And I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to to see what happens, what goes down in this gang-ridden land. What kind of shenanigans are we gonna get up to? And I'm sad to see Savage go. I miss you. Even though you didn't say goodbye to my character. I'll hold it against you. <laughs> he me. doesn't know your character. It's okay. <laughs> Just... <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Still feel I'll bad. Give, Still feel we bad. We have time. We have time. We haven't technically left yet. Anyway, I am Sir T Sev. Uh, I play Savage Tempest, the Wood Elf Ranger, and yes, uh, it seems that this is going to be my goodbye. It has been a blast, and I cannot wait for the future and to see what the crew gets themselves into next. Hello, I am Jake. I play Alan Woodrear, the Azamar Barbarian Artificer, um, who is also anxiously awaiting this journey down through Gaim uh, in, the, in the way of Oh no, I hope this works, um, because we have no idea how the Queen of Gaim is going to react to this, so this will be interesting. Hello, I am Trevor. I play Big Guy, who suspiciously uh, has similar accomplishments to the <laughs> Zothka guy. I think someone committed identity theft here or something. <laughs> and uh, I am Matt. I play uh, Fox, a rogue changeling, also aspiring bard. He has yet to fully realize his potential. And uh, it has already had, you know, part of that potential cut short, you could say, uh, is now missing a limb. Woe. Woe is me. <laughs> He plays three quarters of a changeling run. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm Josh, your Wing Badger Game Master. I play the universe uh, and everything in it. And I'm pretty excited to see what happens next for the group. Definitely want to shout out Sir T-Sav. Check him out at twitch.tv slash Sir T-Sav, where you can see him kick butt at a variety of first-person shooters. And sometimes he plays this game where he's a goat. That's pretty funny. <laughs> so uh, anyways, uh, with all of that being said, let's get back to tonight's Dungeons & Dragons session. And that means that we're going to kick things off with Fox and Savage. Now, I do need to check before we do that. Is the plan for like Alan, Radford and big guy, do you have more stuff to do in the headquarters before you leave? Like, is there a delay before you leave as well? Or are you all leaving at the same time? I think we're 
all leaving at the same I was under the impression that we were all leaving at the same time and while while the rest of the four guys and like NPCs figure out um, how how this base moving thing is gonna work we're all leaving to do our things and then the goal for all of us except for Savage eventually is to circle back to the HQ once we've communicated with the queen about maybe she can help us with this whole base moving operation. Does that make okay. sense? We're going to the queen with Laredith. Yes. First we're doing that. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Oh, okay. I see. So okay. in that case, you're about to do that awkward thing where you had an emotional goodbye with Savage and then for a significant amount of time, you're going to be walking the same direction because there's only one way uh, from That's where okay. you are to where you're going. <laughs> well, we'll just, uh, we'll just happily wave goodbye during the oh, second perfect goodbye. timing then. Oh hey, yeah. Ra- hey, this is Savage. Hey Radford, by the way, <laughs> thanks for uh, welcoming us into the city here and saving our skins back there. Oh, absolutely. I'm glad you're not a punk. It's always nice to see uh, another civilized person you around. Wash, love you. <laughs> As you leave Four Guys HQ, you are greeted by the familiar din of the stacks. You know the smiths with their hammers and their anvils. The sounds of the forges flaring up as the bellows are pumped. The sound of steam hissing over the flush as water is cooled from a natural waterfall coming from the the cavern ceiling above. All these pieces come together to create a sort of dreary, smoggy accompaniment to your walk. The walk is not dangerous, but it's pretty long as you cross the first long bridge into the stacks and then you begin taking your next few steps out of the stacks. As you pass through the stacks before you, there is a long roadway that splits at an intersection, goes left and right. To the left is Rumley Pendant, where you met Radford the White, and beyond that, Crystal Alley, and beyond that, the rest of this tier of Gaim. Radford, I need to know if you're going to steer the group through Crystal Alley with Fox and Savage, or if you're going another way. Well, if we're all together, um, probably best for us to just go through Crystal Alley. I can just keep the punks at bay. They know my face. Plus, we took all their bats, so what could they do? <laughs> <laughs> and I sold them for money. We're also all very capable fighters. Oh, really? All right. You didn't seem very threatening to me. We try not to appear threatening. Mm, I like A it. A single tear goes down Fox's face. Thinking with your mind. <laughs> you okay? You get some smoke in your eye? Oh, yeah, no, no, I'm good. All, just all a good. little smog. Yeah, smog, you know. Smog. Smogging up my eyes like smog does. Okay, just be careful. There's lots of... Look, with all the blacksmiths and all of the, uh, you know, the, the flush over there, it gets really, it gets really congesting down here. So, oh, you know, small guy, you know. Maybe you put know. something over your mouth and kind of breathe through that. Did you eat your brownie? Uh, sh- <laughs> should I? Yeah! Um, okay. Brownies are free eating. I'm gonna eat a brownie. <laughs> Roll a constitution save. Oh, no. <laughs> um, so these... These are these are not the the special brownies. These are the other special oh. brownies. Wait, what? <laughs> what? Huh? Um, <clears throat> you gain four temporary hit points that will stick with you for the next eight hours. Oh, oh I thought these were a different kind of brownies. No. <laughs> that's fine. We don't you have your four temporary. Hit we points. don't know each other well enough. We don't know well each other well enough for those brownies. 
Oh, <laughs> wow. Okay, yeah, these so. uh these taste really good. Thank you. Once once Alan sees that sees that Fox is is feeling positive effects, he'll also Yeah, I'm going to do that. Savage is going to do the same thing. As you're all eating your brownies, you're crossing Rumley, which is the pendant between the stacks and Crystal Alley. And as you're making your way around the pendant, you hear a voice call out, Radford, Mm -hmm. you back for another already? The regular then? And you look over and outside a bar called the top floor, there is a a short hematician, about five feet, rock man standing outside and he's just looking over towards Radford with uh, an air of recognition. This is clearly someone who knows him well. Not right now, Rocky. Um, but hey, and I start walking towards him and like start to go up the steps. I left my cane here the other day, a little early. Is it still here? Yeah, we got your stick. Hang on. And he turns around and walks back in. And you see him toss a cigarette onto the ground outside as he steps inside. He returns a moment later with a long staff. Um, that's got it's it's kind of like um like the bamboo type staff where you can see little like ridges and circles and stuff down it and he walks out and hands it to to radford so you're not drinking i don't think i've ever seen you walk through here and not drink well i'm on duty right now so that means only half a cup um but i'll be nah. back later <laughs> you said it you said it and rocky just bursts out laughing and goes back <laughs> into his bar good luck old radford and he hey, walks hey, back rocky, inside rocky yeah um we're going to be moving through the Crystal Alley, and you got a great vantage point up here. Have you seen any, like, movement around over there before? Oh, they're spoiling for a fight over there. Ugh. You poked the hornet's nest for sure. Yeah, I poked him good, too. <laughs> um, <laughs> hmm. But, like, does it look like they're posting up, or are they just kind of moving around, getting all rowdy? Oh, they're posting up. He points, and you can see, like, across the, the end of the bridge, there's just a line of red vipers. Okay, well, in that case, I will have one drink, and you're going to have quite the show. So maybe, like, uh, charge a little extra and get some guys out on the balcony. Someone to cheer me on. All right. And he walks inside, comes back out with a little, you know, a little tankard for you of, of ale. Arigato gozaimasu. And I turn to Fox and I say, that's Dragonborn. <laughs> um... You did not just write into our canon the dragon board is Japanese. Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure what you just spoke there, but um, I'm willing to learn. Hey, hey, Radford, are we prepping for a fight? Uh, I am, and he just like slams back the tankard and to- tosses um, it up through the window that's open, and Rocky like catches it. <laughs> Do you have any uh, magical abilities that you have lost since the Darkening? Oh, ain't nobody got magical abilities anymore, Chief. Ever since the Darkening, uh, I mean, it's been it's been dry as a cucumber. Yes, I'm aware of that. But we have been able we've come across uh, some ar- artifacts that have circumvented that. So if you're Wait, within a uh, hundred feet of me, you are able to cast a spell. Really? Use magical abilities you I can cast this. Hold on. Fireball! <laughs> Excuse me? Nope, didn't happen. Nothing happens. I think you're on to... I, I think you're telling a fib. Alan's gonna chime in. Uh, it's It only has to do with what you would have been able to do before the darkening. It's not oh. like everyone suddenly is able to do all the magic. If that, yeah. You just promised me sense. the world and then pulled the rug right out under my foot. No, I, I think it was just... Uh, just 
poorly phrased, misunderstanding. And, that, and that's okay. Oh, okay. No worries. It's interesting that you that you know that uh, big guy. I'm not because I don't know if we've discussed that since you joined. Anyway, um, I'm the one who attuned to the rod, though. It's in the, the carrot, the, the cipher no. truck for Zon. I've got a rod attuned to the rod, and I'm in tune with it. I just just pull the rod out from from my pack. Mine's wood. Took, took, took. <laughs> this rod, right? Uh, yes, that was the rod that Zoth was attuned to. I don't... Who's Zoth? Hello there, podcast listener. Josh here, your Wing Badger Game Master. I'm so sorry to pull you out of the narrative, but I promise this interruption is actually going to be shorter than if I had not made the edit that we're smoothing over right now. The truth is that we, the players, ended up in a somewhat heated discussion over the mechanic of Zothkug losing his name. The discussion got so heated, in fact, that I kind of pulled the plug on the entire bit and hand-waved it away. Oh, guys. Uh, uh, yes? I'm Zothkug. <laughs> Radford, like, looks in his bag. Did I give yeah. you the wrong brownie? I could feel ashamed that we had an argument about the rules that I made up live on Twitch, but on the other hand, we made it, like, 60-something sessions before we had our first real rules spat at the table, and frankly, that's pretty impressive. So, we rejoin our heroes now as they try to get past the Red Viper Gang standing on the other side of the bridge, including Zothkug, who has a name again, and everyone remembers it, and it's not really important how. Yeah. Savage is gonna, um, tap Alan on the shoulder since he's kind of, like, everybody else seems to be kind of conversating amongst themselves and pull him aside and just be i can uh it seems that we're going to be getting into some uh spiciness here i would recommend that maybe i take the um the height and run across the rooftops and give you guys cover from below in case things get out of hand oh if that if that's doable test out the new modification i think if if that's doable i think that'd be extremely helpful not doable dm there's a bridge. Oh. These are pendants that are connected by a bridge. So, like, you would be stuck on this pendant. You wouldn't be able to, like, go across to the other side. I believe. I believe in its ability to jump over 200 feet. <laughs> so, I'm going to fly. You can make that jump. <laughs> no. Aim for the bushes. Gonna, all right. So, let me, let me retract that statement, I guess, then. I'm going to just kind of motion on that we should make a decision here because the, right. uh, the gang is staring us down. Zoth. Hold, hold me. Yeah, man. All right. <laughs> I need you to hold me. I can hold you. All right. And I'm gonna <laughs> lean down while Zolf is is holding me up and and grab Shadow Walker. And I'm gonna have Shadow Walker form into a javelin. I'm like, all right. The glory of battle is upon us. How close do we need to be? Get me within range. Let's go. What What is your range? This it's, is the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. I think I, I think I can toss this. 60 feet. I think I can do that. I'm just going to oh, walk perfect. over That's there. 60 shins. I was going to say, Alan's going to pull out uh, one hand is Eldritch Cannon, the other hand is Scimitar of Speed, and he's ready to go as well. Wait, guys, do we want to try talking first, or is this just a shoot first, ask questions later type Alan's going to turn to Radford and see what Radford's <laughs> preference is. Um, how far away are they right now, DM? They're 150 feet away on the other side of the bridge, and you are aware that right now the way that the law works up here is that yeah the mic in it is paying the police to not come over here so that he can settle all of these problems himself um but you're pretty confident that if people start actually dying instead of just having the crap beaten out of them that the law will come and involve themselves mm-hmm. again um you said 120 feet away right 
150 150 feet, can, is that close enough for me to like suss out how many i can see at the where the bridge touches uh crystal alley there are th- there are four of them in front, like actually in a okay. line across the bridge, but then they're flanked by a bunch sure, of people. Sure, so okay. it's kind of okay. like the streets are teeming. Um, I turn to Alan and I take his sword, like put my hand on his sword and just kind of like lower it down by the blade. Um, best not to cause people to die or the law is going to get involved. Uh, we can beat them senseless. They don't mind that. That's what we pay them to look the other way for. But if there's murder, that's badder. That 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 is completely fair. I just and then Alan's gonna like look at at uh, Radford's like general demeanor and his staff and to kind of like nod like ah I understand how you've been dealing with them now that that makes sense. Well, and then Alan's gonna like sheath and holster and just kind of like roll up the sleeves of his uncomfortable clothes that he doesn't like. <laughs> like, well, there you go. You hear an I- audible gasp from inside the bar, <laughs> and a couple of people are like, I cannot believe he just did that. Oh, yeah. Like, little whispers are, are kind of fluttering from inside the bar now. Hands and, and, and face. No more skin than that. Alan's gonna, like, kind of raise an eyebrow and kind of slowly move the, the sleeves a, back. It's a dwarf thing. In- interesting. Well, but hey, put your I mean, put your dukes back up. Let me see your form. Let me see if if you're cut out for this, or I'm gonna have to work on protecting you. Show me what you got. Alan's gonna put the dukes up in an, in a form that it's obvious that he's had basic hand to hand combat training, but his specialty was much more in like just running around with a big sword. Um, uh, guys, I might have a solution that is very peaceful if we just need to get by fox is gonna look at shadow walker in his hands still in the form of a javelin and whisper to him glory 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 can you be a blunt javelin <laughs> i'm a sword <laughs> when you change me to other shapes i'm still a sword um but yeah but could you like can we win and get glory without killing Can we maim? Hey, Radford, can we maim people? Preferably not. <laughs> uh, preferably not. Would you like to be maimed? <laughs> I mean, he already is. Do you like being maimed? He corrects himself. There's no glory in a fight that doesn't end in the blood of your foes. DM. All right, well. Yes? Can I? Can I roll to... To like suss out Owlin's form. Sure, you just know. I I don't think he's really hiding it. Uh, Fox, you you can hit people with the flat of a blade. I know. Just so we're clear, like you can. Mm, okay. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's true. I'm oh. not gonna fight, guys. I have a solution that'll just not even like waste much time. What, what, what is that? It? A spell I can cast. Uh, what is that? Uh, it's called calm emotions. Oh, that that actually. Could be extremely helpful Can in this situation. Can it work from that many people? Sounds not that fun. Each humanoid in a 20-foot radius sphere centered on a point I choose. Oh, that actually would be great. Oh. I just wasn't sure if people were just rallying for a brawl and since it's been a bit. Mm. I mean, Radford looks like I think he that's, is. I think that's worth a try. Well, you're the boss, and he points to Alan. And whatever you say goes. 
Uh, well, and then Alan's gonna kind of like look at at Fox and and uh, Zoth, and kind of like, well, I, I'm I'm not exactly the boss, but if everyone agrees, um, I think I think it's I think we let's try Zoth's plan first, and if that doesn't work, then we brawl. I'm putting Shadow Walker back. Uh, Zoth, you can put me back down. <laughs> this whole time he's just been holding him. <laughs> Also important to note, during the time of the, the charm, um, they cannot be harmed or injured. Otherwise, it'll break it. That makes sense. Can, can, can we just... Can, I just want to paint the scene here. <laughs> so you walk up to this bar, and the barkeeper, this hematician dude, is like, Radford, you want a drink? And Radford, like... I don't know why I did that as Homestar Runner, but anyway. Um, so Rad... <laughs> Radford like takes a drink. You look across the way. You see some bad guys over there. There's some so the gangs have like stepped up, and so everyone like limbers up and gets ready for the fight. Alan draws his weapons. Fox like very laboriously climbs onto Zothkug's shoulders, pulls the sword he's using as a leg off of his leg, undoes the knot, does, like turns it into a javelin, readies himself up. Savage gets his gun ready, starts to climb onto the roof, changes his mind, and climbs back down to the ground and comes back to the group puts his gun away radford's like we probably shouldn't kill anybody fox like puts the javelin back as a leg slowly and laboriously climbs off of zothkug alan slowly puts away his weapons meanwhile on the other side of the bridge the red vipers are just watching like waiting for you to do something they never know our next move alan rolls his sleeves up he rolls his sleeves back down (laughs) we know nothing about gaim we are in this completely unfamiliar place. We are just doing what comes like second nature to us. I mean, I know, guys. <laughs> Anyways, um, I'll be right back. Uh, just uh, don't look too menacing. I'm gonna go with him. Yeah, we we can all uh, we can all go with him. It's just that like we'll all look not threatening. It's best best to approach with 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 a calm calm demeanor, so they don't like start fighting us. Alan's gonna put on his scholarly face. Radford nice. walks up to Zothkug and puts his arm around his shoulder and says, mm-hmm. Oh, I can be chill. <laughs> That's great uh, to hear, man. Everybody roll a charisma check for chill. Um, Zoth and Radford both have advantage as followers of Kelnor. Oh, shoot. I, yeah. I rolled a natural one. <laughs> oh, no. It is not confirmed. It is not confirmed. Oh. <laughs> I got a 23. I got a 16. I got a 22. I'm inebriated. <laughs> <laughs> I got a 7. It w- was it a charisma check? Yeah. I got an 8. Did you roll it with advantage? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, so varying degrees of chill walk across the bridge here. Doing your best. I'm just getting to uh, the 60 foot range. Uh, that's the range of the spell. You walk out. Luckily, Zoth rolled really high, and the rest of you were rolling to help. Uh, the tension die has been increased to three as you walk down the bridge, just very laid back, very chill, still kind of like fanned out, like slow motion cool guy walk, but like also like laid back. So it's like a chill walk. So instead of like, you know, the fire in the background and stuff, there's like you know, um, Zothkug like straightens his shirt a little bit and Alan like is, you know, straightening up the sleeves <laughs> at the end and stuff like that just to make sure they look presentable. I got a tipsy swagger. As you walk down the bridge, four of the red vipers take a few steps towards you so that they're making it so you cannot get to the pendant. 
um, this they don't come the whole way out to meet you. They're just blocking the path. And once you're in range, they call out to you like, you know, don't don't come any closer now. Um, but they they have not actually okay. walked out to fight you. So you're within 60 feet of the group now. Yep. You can't see how far down the road they extend. So presumably there's a possibility you won't get all of them. Yeah. If I can get just a good chunk of them, I think that'll influence the rest of them. Like I just need to get the front four guys and then whoever else I can get in the back. So yeah, you get within range and you cast your spell. It has verbal and somatic components. I'm going to need to see those. <laughs> hey guys, I just think we all need to chill. <laughs> oh, I love the hand motion. Spotify listeners, the chill motion was accompanied by both hands starting up here and slowly bringing it down here. I love how you tried to include the audio-only listeners and then proceeded to use <laughs> adjectives. Everybody knows what that visuals. saying means. Everybody knows what that saying meant. They were up here and then they were down here. They You're understood. up here, man. You got to bring it down here. Yeah, you just got to feel it. Feel this um, groove. So feel this music. You just got to feel it. I don't know how many people are there, but they all have to make a charisma saving throw. You're like, chill. And they all kind of like look at each other and they, they're feeling it. They're vibing with you. <laughs> so uh, just to give the flavor text, um, you can make a target indifferent about creatures of your choice that is hostile towards. This indifference ends if the target is attacked or harmed by a spell or if it witnesses any of its friends being harmed. When the spell ends, the creature becomes hostile again unless the DM rules otherwise. Very nice. Cool. So I'm just going to motion like, is it okay if we just pass through here? Like, we don't want any trouble, man. Yeah, whatever, dudes. Whatever. Just get, just get on through there. And they kind of like step back and whatever. You can see that there are some people who you've not affected and who recognized the magic who kind of vanish into the shadows of the alleyway. You're not sure where exactly they went at the moment, but especially like Fox and Alan who are used to watching like troop movements, you pick up on that pretty easily. Alan might even like hand signal to whoever in the group might understand it. I I assume Savage would. Yeah, definitely. I was like. I'm gonna pick up on that. Just kind of like couple couple bogeys went left mm-hmm. and went right. Don't know exactly. DM where. Uh, is is there a ch- any trees nearby? Is this a place that would have like vegetation at all? Nah, dude, you're in a cavern city. Word, never mind. Actually, right. wait. Next week, retract that. I'm uh, Savage is gonna take a quick little perception check around while they're walking to see if maybe he can find like a, like a pipe or something as we're walking or something just to pick up and to have in his hand because just because both my weapons I can't really like do much with even if I try to because there's no blunt end on my short sword both swords. the streets are the streets are covered in trash so even if you can't find oh. a pipe you can definitely find like a two by four or so you know something like that that you yeah can... that's what I mean Some, something to have and I'll conceal it like kind of like at my side you should have kept one of your bats I know. I didn't yeah. thought about that. Like later <laughs> on, I was like, "Dang it!" I was like, I was thinking about just like covering my mace up with my hood, but then there goes my awesome hood. So we can't. <laughs> do so yeah, I'm just gonna like find something on the ground just to, and I'll conceal it at my side just to have on the ready because you know, obviously, both my weapons will do quite a bit of damage that might c- kill somebody. Yep, absolutely. With haste, though, this only lasts a minute. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh Sorry okay. Speed walking. Yeah, you are crossing through the the kind of bulk of of gang thugs, and they're just kind of lounging. They're talking to each other. They seem like they're mostly like shooting the breeze. They're not they're not really noticing you, or or they seem kind of indifferent to you. Let's say it that way. Um, Crystal Alley, as we've said before, uh, could it has the potential to be a really bustling like strip mall type area. 
but mostly it's boarded up storefronts and run down, you know, signs that are all weathered. You can't even tell what shop is in there. Um, windows that have been shuttered or boarded up people who, if they see you coming, hurry back inside and shut the door to make sure that they let you pass. Um, the way that crystal alley is structured, it's actually three city blocks. So it's three pendants that are in like a Y shape. So the alley of crystal alley is the, the navigating between those three city blocks. And as you get to the center of that Y, um, because you took note of the fact that they were out there, I'm going to give Savage, Allen, and Fox um, each a dexterity save to react before the gang attacks. Mm. Mm-hmm. I got an 18. I got a 16. Okay, I only got a 15. Fox, with your 18, you are the only one who passes. So you have an action before they attack you. Um, one surprise round, and then we will roll initiative. On the um, like second and third story sort of window balcony type things, you see several little shadowy figures kind of hunched over. Um, by your count in the first quick surveying you do, there are four of them. There are two people above you and to the right and two people above you and to the left. So basically they're looking down on this intersection that you're about to enter. Um, and they're, like I said, on like upper story balconies. I guess uh, first thing Fox will do is call out, um, watch out from above and uh, kind of just try to take cover. Um, I'm going to instinctively reach for Shadow Walker and then realize it's probably not the best (laughs) idea. Do it. This is the time for battle. Your enemies don't even know the danger they face. Let us fight for glory. I think Fox would take his turn debating this. Okay. <laughs> um, so you've all been warned, which means I'll let you roll initiative before the bad guys attack. And I'm going to roll initiative for Yay. them. So Zoth is the top of initiative order. Zoth Kug, you've got 30 seconds on the clock. Uh, can I defer to after Fox and um, Savage? Okay, um, I'm going to do a perception check. How many how many are in front of me? Are they coming at me? Are they kind of waiting for them to come to us? There are four on balconies, two and two, on your left and right on third-story balconies. Dang, that's so far. I'm going to load my hand up with a little bit of, uh, pick up some rocks off the ground, and just kind of have them at the ready. Okay. Uh, pocket sand. Yep. Uh, that brings us to Fox's turn. Fox, 30 seconds on the clock. Uh, I don't know, Shadow Walker. I... Do it for glory! We were told not to kill anyone. Who told you that? Stupid people told you that. <laughs> I, I don't think they're stupid. Killing is glory. Um, Feed me the blood of my foes. Yeah, you're, you're not making a good argument, Shadow Walker. I'm sorry. I shouldn't need to make an argument. You promised <laughs> you'd use me first. I, 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 Fox's turn ends and he takes the dodge action. Yeah. Uh, Zothkog will wait to see what happens and just take the dodge action. All right, Zoth takes the dodge action. The first two gang members who are up above you on the right, let's just say, um, they're up above you on the right and they have a huge chunk of like concrete and they raise up and chuck it down towards the group. Um, They don't care in particular who they hit and it's big enough to hit multiples of you. So what I'm going to do is have all of you roll a dexterity save. So much dexterity. There is a lot of dexterity in this early, this this opening part of the combat. Uh, the DC to beat will be 12. 
Do we have advantage for the dodge action? No. Oh. At least not for me. If you have some class ability that gives it to you. Then <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, Alan oh, got yeah, an so eight. Like, the dodge action would give you advantage. Yeah. I think. Okay. DM. Yep. Can I... <laughs> would this be considered them throwing a missile at me? <laughs> oh, no. Um, I think it is... <laughs> What's your strength score? So, aside from my strength score... Um, because it's not about the muscles. It's about the movement and redirecting things. Yeah, I want to hear this one Also, out. I rolled a natural 20 and it confirmed. <laughs> We're going to count it. This huge concrete thing whooshes down towards you. So he does the thing where it's like, it like comes down and he like balances it and like does like the little, almost like spinning like a, uh, like a pizza sign Ooh. twirler. And like, whoo, 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 whoo. <laughs> and like nicks Alan a little bit as he's spinning it around and uses the momentum and just, redirects it back up and just throws it up at them. Make a ranged attack with disadvantage because you're trying to throw a chunk of concrete three stories vertically. Uh, Well, straight decks, no proficiency bonus is 20. Dang. Um, You, so I'm going to give, because you rolled uh, 20, I'm going to give it a chance to actually hit them, which I didn't think there was going to be a chance. (laughs) So I'm going to give them a deck save versus the same um, six points of damage. They, They succeeded. So um, you throw it at them. It's a great throw. It hits the bottom of the balcony and like breaks apart. So coming back down, it's not a danger to you, but it also doesn't actually damage them. Um, That concludes their turn and brings us to Alan Woodrear. Alan is just going to like look at everyone else in the party and then basically signal and yell and go like, I I, I think we just got to (laughs) run. And Alan's going to move forward his, his move action. Like just like he, he he has nothing to use against these people at range, especially if we're going for non-lethal. So he's just gonna like try to beckon everyone to just like we just got to get out of this situation. Okay, uh, and you're just going like basically as like is it a dash action? You know, like as uh, far as you can. Yes, uh, hoping that everyone follows as well. Yep. Okay. Yes. Which is eighty um, feet for Alan for a dash action. Yep. Alan makes it about forty feet before he triggers the prepared action from the two who are lying in wait. Uh, just around the corner and so as alan runs around the corner they both step forward and each of them swings a club towards alan's body so this is two attacks to hit alan the first one definitely misses the second one definitely hits so alan you get hit by nine points of damage as one of the clubs hits alan basically he goes around the corner and maybe sees the first one and like his instincts kick in and he Mm -hmm. dodges but he dodges right into the other club they get a really solid hit um, in with the club. You could say Alan has a nice amount of hit points. <laughs> <laughs> we could say that. That brings us down to Radford's turn. Oh, you whippersnappers are done done it now. Um, you said they're like three stories up, so would that be about like 30 feet? Would that be like 10 feet per story? Yes. All right. Uh, he runs up there. He just, whoo, Naruto arms out to the side and just runs up the wall and straight up the wall. Lands on the balcony. Monks are fun. Left balcony or right balcony? Uh, which one has more people on it? They both have two people on it. Right balcony is the one you just caught some concrete from and threw it back. Oh, well then we're gonna go on to the left, cal- uh, left balcony. I don't want it to cave in. Um, two attacks. Well, well, first attack is sorry, new stuff. Figuring things out. 13 to hit. 13 to hit does not hit. Attack one more time. 20 to hit. 
11 points of damage. Dang. He goes reeling backwards and his nose starts bleeding. Does he look like he's on the border of unconscious? No. Okay. Then I'm going to use a key point and do okay. flurry of blows. And as, as he's <laughs> up there, he's just like all wibbling and wobbling around. He's like, booga, poof. Um, and so that's two more attacks. 15 to hit. Yep. And 18 to hit. Yep. And so on those two hits, the first one does seven, six points of damage, and that's to this guy I already punched. Does he go down? Uh, not quite. He He's real shaky, though. Okay. And then the next one, I hit at him again. Another six points. Uh, he goes down. And stay down. In fact, as he goes down, he, like, bumps into the guy behind him a little bit, and, like, you see, like, a, just a tiny little bruise on that person's shoulder um, as he falls to the ground. So he lands with, like, a thunk, like a really satisfying, you know, clunk noise on the balcony here. And I just glare at the one remaining. Uh, as you glare at the one remaining, the one remaining raises his own fists and um, in them is a stick of wood and he's going to swing at you with a stick of wood that's got some barbed wire wrapped around the end of it. He's going to roll to hit here. Uh, That's a 15 to hit. Misses. Are these like balconies just over the street or do they, are they balconies like over anything particularly? Just over the street, like over the intersection. Are they made of stone? They are like steel metal balconies, basically, like metal railings um, and then metal frames with wood planks across them to stand on. So Ten they seconds. would conduct Is the floor metal? The floor is metal underneath wood planks. It's like okay. a metal wire frame. Guiding bolt does A12 hit. Uh, A12. Are you attacking the balcony or the people? Uh, the, the balcony. You can hit. Yeah, that hits the balcony. The balcony will take 12 points of damage. 12 points of damage. Zoth wants to break their legs. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, the wood floor of the balcony, like a bunch of it kind of shatters, and one of them is, is dexterous enough to step to the other half of the balcony, but one of them falls through the hole and is only able to catch himself, so he's now hanging from the metal frame that's underneath the balcony. Uh, I will move across the alley towards Alan, but obviously not as far. Okay. Uh, that brings us to the gang members ambushing Alan. Each of them is going to take another uh, swing with their clubs to try and beat Alan up here. Uh, neither of them hits you. Nice. All right. So DM. Yep. Here, here's where I'm, my question. I'm currently holding uh, a handful of rocks <laughs> you and uh, and a stick in my hand. Does that count as two weapon fighting? <laughs> sure. <laughs> the ro- right. Well, I mean, two weapon fighting is usually meant for like melee weapons. The rocks would be a ranged weapon. Like- yeah, that's why I was asking. Savage <laughs> <laughs> so is gonna go ahead and c- catch up to Alan. He's gonna basically whatever one seems to be. Um, oh no, he's gonna attack the one that hit Alan. Definitely. Uh, um, you can throw your rock with advantage because you're so close. So like, it's gonna be a running up like power throw, like almost like a <laughs> running kamehameha, like one of the rocks. <laughs> I love the idea of a kamehameha with like rocks in a dingy alley. I mean, say so um, that's what you do when you're a kid and you're playing Dragon Ball Z. A hundred percent. Yes. Chad has added a, the fifth tension die to the pool. And I'm going to th- like take the, the amount of rocks I have and just fool on, just run up and just almost like a, a softball mm-hmm. pitch, but overhand, just bah! 
There we go, baby. Okay, we're 23. 23. 23 is definitely enough to hit. Uh, and then for damage, because it's a bunch of rocks, I'll go from a D6 the whole way up to a D8. So let's do a D8 of damage. And you can add your strength modifier because you have the running start. <laughs> so I did two damage. <laughs> oh, no. In total? <laughs> you I rolled You're a one. Good. And then my strength is plus one. <laughs> Keep it up. That's uh, To be fair, you are throwing rocks at them. Yeah. So... <laughs> Um, Alan, as you dodge out of the way, you see what <laughs> is moving as though it were a sizable rock, but actually upon closer inspection is more like a pebble. Like, <laughs> fly past you and kind of like, dunk, off the forehead of one of the guys attacking you. They kind of blink. I'm like, what was that? That's funny. <laughs> I'm going to run up um, and try to kick somebody with, uh, you know, one of the people around Alan and try to kick him with... Uh, with the the leg shadow walker for glory peg leg glory i uh rolled and got a 15. go ahead and roll uh shadow walker does not obey you in becoming a non-lethal instrument so go ahead and roll your damage as if it were normal you know i never really use shadow walkers often and uh i really should (laughs) what was the damage uh, I think that was 16 damage. Oh. Dang. Please don't kill him. Uh, you hit him for 16 damage, and a huge gash appears, uh, like, on their side. So it kind of, like, goes... It, it starts in their side, and then it nicks their arm as it comes up towards their torso. Um, and, like, blood is dripping, and they are not well, but they have not died either. <laughs> they have not fallen over dead. Um, I was like... This, Sorry, go ahead. This person who Fox has attacked reels backwards, not like distance-wise, but like kind of leaning back and, and shaky and like, ah! And you hear um, Shadow Walker in your head go, yes, feed me the blood of the enemy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that concludes your turn. And here comes the follow-up. And then, uh, yeah, so then that's... Well, when that ends, it's actually the gang on the balcony oh, that Doth broke. So the one who is still up there and like knows his position is going to stand up on the balcony and he's going to point a loaded crossbow at Zothkug. And he's oh, going to go, back you guys off my boy. I'm going to put my hands up. Are you talking to me? Oh, <laughs> I put my hands up. Um... We don't want any trouble. You guys attacked us. You're trying to cross through our territory, and you're trying to use some 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 bad mamma jamma on my on the rest of our red vipers. Uh, for nothing bad, they're perfectly fine. All all, all due respect, uh, it, it seems like you're trying to cross over to the other side, and well, I mean, we're just helping you with that as long as you're in our way. What? The other side of life and death. <laughs> Sorry, I know that was a bit. But I thought. No, maybe right I now the only person that. who's in danger of crossing over to the other side is tall, green, and ugly. Savage is gonna kind of like speak up a little bit. I would say yourself too, as he's pointing, already pointing his rifle at him. I would rethink your position on how likely you think whatever plan is inside of your head is gonna work. Um, I'm gonna give you a hint. It's very unlikely. 
is Alan aware that this is happening, or is he just still Fox aware that Fox is standing there's... right next to you, so yeah, you yeah, can you at can least pose. hear Fox, and then that would clue you into everything else. Okay, um, what are the two guys next to us doing? Are they, like, stepping back, or are they, like, look like they're, they're about They're both to still in combat range, so, like, if you turn away, they, they might perhaps take advantage of the opportunity you present. Can um, I roll um, to Al- intimidate? Uh, I Alan's in front of me. Alan's gonna, Alan's gonna ready an action where if they step towards him again, he's immediately gonna bonus action rage and one-two punch both of them. Okay. Uh, we're gonna do opposed rolls to intimidate here. Crossbow guy got a 15 total to mm. be intimidating. I'm going to uh, let Shadow Walker kind of dematerialize uh, a little bit. Kind of Show off a bit more smokiness. Okay. Uh, I rolled a sixteen. <laughs> nice. Oh, did you really you roll yes. a sixteen? <laughs> and so, I'm just gonna be like, this. This is not your day. <laughs> you can see, like, kind of the doubt is is creeping into this guy's face. His guy who's been hanging from the balcony under him has used the opportunity to kind of scrabble up and get to his feet. Your guy needs medical help. So I nudge towards the one bleeding out. I, I, I can help him. I'd be happy to if we can just cross through. Well, help him first. Prove you can help him. And he, like, keeps the crossbow pointed at you, but he's clearly, like, he's intimidated and is, like, trying to recover the situation, you know? He's like, fine, help him then if you, if you can help him. I look towards Fox, like, is this okay? And Fox nods his head. Okay, I'll I'll take out uh one of the med kits Zoth carries, um, and he will use it to start patching up the wound. But he won't like use any magic or healing. He'll just make sure that the wound is patched. Okay, so basically you're just stabilizing him so he doesn't get any well, like hurt any worse. Alan is standing yes. in the center of whatever's going on, trying to look muscly and intimidating so that no one tries anything while Zoth is gotcha. <laughs> doing that. Um Okay, Zoth. I'm a medic, all bandaged up. Zoth gets him all bandaged up. Zoth, as you're bandaging him up, you notice that the wound has like a weird little greenish tinge on the outside. Uh, it doesn't seem like an infection or a poison or anything like that. It just is. It's it's odd compared to other wounds you've seen. You can't really make out any other details beyond that. Okay. But you get him patched up. He's definitely not going to die today. You know that that stuff's all all cleared up. He kind of gets to his feet again. And, or he was on his feet already, so he just kind of like steps back a little bit with his with his guy, and they kind of step off to the side of the road, and they go, "Whatever, man, go just get out of here, just just go." Pleasure doing business with you. So let let's talk about where we leave things, because we're gonna we're gonna call the stream here in a couple minutes. So having completed this encounter with the Red Vipers, a couple of things become easier and happen right away. The first one is that Fox is able to get to Scale and Sons, no trouble at all. Um, there, there's no other gang activity between you and Scale and Sons. However, there is, when you get there, there is a little bit of a challenge for Savage Tempest, uh, who needs to get through another gang's territory, the Dead Eyes, to make his way out of Gaim. And Savage, I'm going to have you roll three stealth checks to figure out if you get through this unscathed. Okay? So it's all going to come down to these three rolls. And don't forget, Savage, you can be lethal because you're leaving. That's the way it works. That's right. Yeah, you don't have anyone to please. You're not even an employee of Four and, Guys. And you have a silencer, vibes. so you know. You're, yeah. you're a freelancer. We've, <laughs> we've contracted you for another job. That's it. This is where I'm going to look back at the guys for the final time. 
say my goodbyes, nod my head at Fox, because I'd never really got to say my goodbye to him and We're gonna, look down his leg. I'm going to look down his leg and say, don't let that get to you. You're still just as useful as you were. And then I'm going to sign off and head my way down to my final action. The first challenge that Savage encounters is as he's making his way through this next gang's territory, the Deadeye territory, he catches sight of a couple lookouts on the rooftop of a casino. People who are just watching to see who enters their territory. And you can tell right away that this is a different class of gang than the Red Vipers. Roll your stealth check. Let's see what happens here. All right, we have a 17. All right, talk to me about how you get past them. I'm going to wait for a caravan and or cart that's going to be going by. And with the simple just following on the other side of it, they're going to be too busy looking out and above. And with me just being able to cower over something that is taller than me already, I should be able just to go on by. Jake, what's the next gang-related issue that Savage might encounter on his way out of town? Well, you see, as you're getting farther and farther up the street, there's a checkpoint that is unofficial, obviously, because it's set up by the gang members. But if you have anything on you, anything deadly, any sort of weapons, this is where they like to to pat you down and uh, take it as a tax towards their operations. To help them clean the streets, if you will. Yes, yeah, it's for your own good, and so go ahead and roll your uh, roll your stealth check. Let's see if he gets through this one. There's like there's like four guys that are kind of <laughs> four guys, haha, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, like like blocking the main street path. Yeah, sunglasses and suits. Yep. Um, it is a eighteen this time. Eighteen. How do you sneak your weapons past them? A couple of those rocks that I've had before. I'm ahead. I kept I kept about two, one or two of them. As he's walking by, obviously uh, I'm gonna try blend in with the crowd that may also be passing through this. And as soon as I get up, I'm going to uh, throw these two rocks with like as much as stealthy as I can at the closest lights, in order to uh, break the lights to call, give me more darkness to move around in. Two glass lanterns break. A little bit of oil falls to the ground. The flagstones and catches there. So there are these two small fires. And maybe it's as simple as that. As the checkpoint guys turn to look at those, you're able to just slip on through. What do you think? You like that, that as a narrative? It. Is that yeah, it? That is, that'll be it. That's exactly right. what I'm thinking. Uh, Wash. What's another gang-related obstacle Savage might encounter as he's getting towards the gates here? He's getting ready to leave this gang's territory and, and head out of the city. Oof, well, unfortunately, as he's heading towards the gates to head out, the 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 dead eyes have a shipment, a cart coming in, passing Ooh. through the gates. It's got two guys like driving it and a couple armed and on foot and they look a little little more armed than normal because this looks like some relatively valuable cargo. How are you gonna get around that, Savage? Let's see your stealth check to see if you pull it off. We got ourselves a twenty. Or sorry, a twenty-one. Nice. nice. Blackjack. Uh, for the casita dead eyes. Uh, <laughs> uh, mm. Savage, how do you get around this heavily armed? They're taking up the full width of the bridge. You know what I mean? So it's just you just got to get across the bridge somehow. How are you doing it? I'm going to. 
take my, uh, I'm going to go ahead and basically jump off the side of the bridge here when no one's really looking and using the dark to my advantage here and basically hang off the side and just shimmy myself across as they're going by. That is so metal. I say that's very <laughs> uncharted of you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's very cool. You get to the other side, pull yourself up and dust yourself off and there's nothing but tunnel between you and some light. You make your way out of Gaim and begin your journey to take your message to Udril and the king there, who Owlin is trying to warn against the Aboleth's next movements. The camera whip pans back across uh, <laughs> Gaim, back to where the, the gang left Savage. As Savage goes off on his way, Fox has just stepped inside a scale and sons to deliver his letters. Uh, Fox puts the you know, money on the counter and gets everything in order. Fox, you've got to get back to HQ as the others leave, right? You're planning to go back to Four Guys HQ. So I'm going to need two stealth checks from Fox to make it back through Red Viper territory. And as he's doing that, Trevor, what's a an obstacle that he might encounter? What's his first problem as he's trying to get back through Crystal Alley with all these Red Vipers? So the spell probably would have ended by this point. Um, so you have a lot of Red Vipers who are frustrated that they didn't get to fight or maybe they feel pent up frustration yeah this would be the time how does a 14 fare you're trying to get through but they spot you now it's a fight you've got to escape somehow mm -hmm. um shadow walker yelling in the back of your mind the whole time let me at him uh fox needs to find his way out and so fox we're gonna give you a What's a good skill to use? Acrobatics is probably a good skill to use for, for an escape. And they're a mob. Okay. They're in familiar territory. There's a lot of them to dodge. We're going to set the DC at 15 to escape the mob here. That's a 14. Oh. No. So I will say this is how it starts. And you're going to determine how it ends, obviously, since I failed. Okay. I'm going to do the same thing I did for intimidation, right? De-materialize yeah. uh, de Shadow Walker a bit. Uh, turn it more into a shadow. Um, let it flow over me. And my attempt was to try to climb up on a building um, and, like, duck through an alleyway and then climb up onto the rooftops. That was my attempt. Unfortunately, as Fox began climbing the building... He forgot to rematerialize Shadow Walker, and so he tried to use his right leg, but he wasn't he's not used to coordinating in that way, and so he slips and he falls, and it's just a matter of time before the Red Vipers catch him and take Fox hostage. Mm, I, I do have one other trick up my sleeve. We'll have to find out if it works next session. Hey everybody, it's Radford here. I'd like to read a couple of excerpts from my favorite book. Uh, what is it called? Hold on. One moment. The legit holy text of Kellogg's. Sorry, Kelnor. Here we go. Verse 4. Be like, chill, when you're having trouble vibing. Good things come. Wait. Good things, like, just happen to people who stay chill. Tune in next time for more cool stuff from the legit holy text on Monday. Hey, 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 it's Eastern on wingbudgetavern.com slash switch TV. <laughs> Very well practiced in his right. faith. 